You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show Monday edition. we got some big news coming down just before hitting record involving Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. So that is now issue number one for us to cover on today's show. Jonathan Allen signing a new contract. Deshaun Watson, so big quarterback news. Chandler Jones maybe wants out. A ton of stuff happening right here before teams hit training camp. And uh, wait, wait till the last minute to figure some of these things out for some of these teams and players. Right, Matt? How crazy. I mean, because you were out of town a little bit last week, you know, family vacation stuff. And then I was gone over the weekend uh, at a campsite place that didn't have much Internet. And so it feels like you and I haven't talked forever. <laughs> and in the meantime, all this stuff has happened. You know, like it, we thought it was big news that Cam Akers got hurt. That seems like a million years ago. We haven't even brought up Michael Thomas and everything that's happened after that. But we're not going to get through it all today. We're going to do our best, but we got to hit the play the greatest hits here first. Uh, we got to start with the hits, and that is when anytime a Hall of Fame quarterback and a big time franchise like the Packers and a name like Aaron Rodgers is in the news, uh, we've got to cover it. And there's been all kinds of breaking stuff this morning about what it looks like. And it sounds like this will be potentially the last year and very certain the last couple of years for Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Uh, according to Adam Schefter, there is a new agreement once finalized would help set up Aaron Rodgers departure from Green Bay after this season per sources. The Packers are offering concessions and are close to an agreement that would bring Aaron Rodgers back to Green Bay for at least this season deal is not done but it is close and that means and uh, a lot more actually Peter let's go to Peter Bukowski who is the yeah, yeah. in-house expert on all things Green Bay Packers he does locked on today for the network the host of locked on Packers Peter Bukowski maybe we'll have to have him on at some point to break this down for us later on in the week but here is his bullet points and takeaways from everything going on with Aaron Rodgers so 2023 that was the year in Rodgers contract the last one in his current deal that'll be voided no tags allowed in the future that's it so for sure two, 2023 contract is done Rodgers will be moved on by 2023 the Packers would agree to review Rodgers situation at the end of this season Rodgers contract would be adjusted with no loss of income to give the Packers more cap room now mechanisms will be put in place to address Rodgers issues with the team the Packers agreement to quote review the situation after the season implies that the team will trade Rodgers if he still feels the way uh, he has about the Packers culture and decision making. So essentially, after this season, it would be a trade most likely. Um, and then in 2023, he'll be a free agent. So if Rodgers still wants out next year at this time, we'll go through all of this and it'll have to be a trade situation. So the Packers do hold on to his rights. So he won't walk for nothing, it looks like, after this season. But all points to this being very much uh, the last season for Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay and maybe even Devontae Adams because it sounds like uh, it was the last dance for both these guys coming into it as they posted on their social media recently. Yeah, they did have the, the Pippen-Jordan thing and that, you know, which made some sense, although they don't claim as many rings as those two fellows. But I got the correlation, obviously, yeah. that this could be the last dance together in Green Bay and a great pairing, uh, much like the basketball duo. So I don't have a ton to add to that, but it sounds like 
the way that Peter laid it out and the blurbs I've been reading, and it's about five o'clock here Eastern. We're recording late today because I mentioned it's a weird couple days, but we'll get back to normalcy here soon. That maybe even by the time people listen to this podcast, this deal will be done. You know, I mean, it sounds like it's imminent. And by the sounds of it, it sounds like it's pretty appealing to both sides. I mean, that both people, you know, both sides of this issue can understand where the other one's coming at this, this point. Um, it's not like a, a Matt Ryan situation where he couldn't leave Atlanta, you know, that it, they, he can work things out. So, hey, let's do this one more time. You'll be very happy when it's all said and done. We'll probably yield some draft picks, and we're not just going to let you walk for free because we respect you too much. And and maybe the communication is actually good for once in this situation. And I would imagine the Devontae Adams situation is similar too. So, you know, he, he'll be cheery and happy this year, and then – Maybe they win the whole thing. You know, they've gone very far together and see what happens a year from now. But I, my bet this is the last dance. Aaron Rodgers coming back is obviously in the short term the big thing. And so yeah, this sort yeah. of ends the speculation, ends, uh, to be honest with you, the dance isn't so much of the season in 2021. The dance has been the offseason more so than actually yeah, playing football. Right. The football stuff has been very normal. This has been the dance, and I think this dance is now finally over. So we have an end date. Uh, we know what's going on here. Rodgers coming back. He can kind of save the day this year, get a farewell tour maybe, some kind of uh, you know uh, running back one more time situation with the team that's been 13-3 and three the last two years and hasn't gotten into the Super Bowl. Maybe they can make that happen and exit a champion from Green Bay. That is the goal now from everybody involved in Green Bay, I'm sure. And Aaron Rodgers has um, a very good reason to want to play his best and, and have an opportunity to play wherever he wants, potentially next year or maybe the year after if there's some good feelings. But uh, maybe this is the perfect situation for everybody too because Jordan Love gets a full off season, gets a preseason. Yeah, yeah. Year three, you can kind of plug him in. That would probably be easier than all of a sudden plugging him in now and, and not having uh, enough of a of a of a lead in for him to become the starter for the Packers to replace a Hall of Famer. And it gives And they can prepare for that time yes, too. They can prepare yeah. for it. And it gives the Packers one more year of high level play from Aaron Rodgers and they can maybe get out of the Aaron Rodgers stuff at the perfect time before he has, you know, before he slips and starts to hit the real backside of his career. And um, maybe that won't happen for a while. Maybe that starts to happen soon. But, you know, at some point, obviously they were planning for that with the drafting of love in the first place. So now really it just puts a nice little bow on the whole thing. And I think timing wise, it makes a lot of sense if this is, Rogers last year as far as development and team building and all those things. Um, and they obviously had planned on it. So it shouldn't be a surprise for the Packers that, oh, no, we're not going to have Aaron Rodgers in 2022 because I'm sure that's what they kind of planned on when they drafted love in the first place. That was that was yeah. sort of the plan. They knew that could be a possibility and maybe even a likelihood. Yeah, I like the way you spelled that out there. And as you were saying that, I was sitting there thinking, so if I'm Rodgers, I'll say, OK, I'll take it. If I'm the Packers, okay, I'll take it. If I'm Adams, you know, I'm still, I don't have as long a window maybe because the position I play, let's go lead the league in receptions again and okay, I'll take it. If I'm Love, yeah, I can handle this. Yeah. You know, I can learn some more. I get a preseason. I get to show people what I can do. And I see the obvious path and it's, it's going to be mine. I see the throne. And the last thing I just wanted to run by you was, if you're Packers fans, I think that's the same way. Is 
okay, I'll take it. This was really ugly, a, you know, a week ago. I, I think this is a, enough that everyone will say, I get it, and I, I, it's been a good run, and I, I'll take it. You can prepare for it. It's not an abrupt yeah. ending to a career like Aaron Rodgers, and it deserves to be something that the fans kind of can can go through and go through that period of, you know, for some fans it'll be grief. For some fans it'll just be like a farewell and an appreciation. And uh, it's not like he's not playing well either, so it'll be a fun ride for the Green Bay Packers, I'm sure, this year. And then next offseason it'll be a whole bunch more rumors, and uh, we will beat our head against the wall trying to figure out where Aaron Rodgers is going to land. Yeah, and every Steeler fan in America is going to ask me if he's going to be Ben's <laughs> successor. And, you know, and, and many towns will experience the same thing. And then the last note, really, too, is and Green Bay is going to get some picks back here, you know. So, you know, you, you set things, you get Rodgers off the, off the books. You can maybe put some things around Love in his third year when he's ready to go. And you have a wealth of picks. So it's, it's a nice... It's a nice nest for love. Yeah, and honestly, this is kind of the biggest winner here is probably the Packers. Calm the fans down. You get Rodgers back for one more run to try to win now. You still develop your young quarterback, and you're not losing Rodgers for nothing if you're able to trade him next offseason get a lot back. And so you're kind you of— You might win the Super Bowl. Right, yeah. So I think the Packers win out, and I think in the court of public opinion, the Packers win too because, you know, Gutenkust and the, uh, the, the president, Murphy— uh, I wanted to say ownership group, but obviously they're, they're built a lot different uh, up top than most teams in the NFL, than every team in the NFL. But with Murphy and Gutenkus, there was some heat there for those guys figuring out a way to bring Aaron Rodgers back, still getting draft picks back, still trying to win one more time. I think they come out of this looking the best. Yeah, yeah, I tend to agree. I mean, I think it all... Um, maybe my my tune will change. I'm just in a good mood, but it seems like everybody should be happy with the situation. And uh, my hunch right now, not looking at it in front of me, but Vegas odds, I would think Tampa Bay is the only team in the NFC with better Super Bowl odds than Green Bay. Right, yeah. And they have every opportunity to get over that hump, and let's see if they can do it now in 2021. With Aaron Rodgers coming back, we'll see what the final details of that restructured deal are look like on future episodes of this podcast but let's jump into some of the other biggest news from the weekend as we head into the week that teams all hit training camp you know what i've learned about built bars and you hear me say it probably all the time on this podcast there's no bad time for a built bar one of the best times is a road trip have one in your little bag. Have one in your glove box, whatever. It's a perfect snack. You have a long commute. Maybe you skip breakfast. Maybe you, you skip lunch. You need a snack, and you can feel good about it, and it tastes great. High in protein, low in sugar. That is the snack you want to grab. And you can grab a box of Built Bars from Built.com using promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. Nine original flavors like cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter is my favorite, cookies and creams really good, orange, strawberry, German chocolate, salted caramel, coconut, and they're always filtering in specialty flavors. So go to Built.com and find out what kind of new flavors they've got for you. You can buy a box of one flavor or do a mix and match. Even great for keto diets if you're trying to maintain, lose weight, only four or five grams of net carbs. So amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. You can't go wrong with a Built Bar if you go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next box of Built Bars, the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. I can't help it, Matt, 
but just one more bit on Aaron Rodgers, just looking ahead a little yeah. bit. You mentioned the Steelers. And gosh, this this runs this like timeline fits perfectly for the Steelers because if I'm not mistaken, what I've heard is that Aaron Rodgers covets a team that he goes to that has a good defense, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And so I would think the Steelers would be a perfect fit there. The Broncos would be a good fit. That would make the Las Vegas Raiders, which is the other team that's been rumored the most to maybe be in on Aaron Rodgers, a worse fit probably. They would have another offseason to try to go through that and figure things out next year if this happens in 2022 but I don't know that I wouldn't put the Steelers in the top couple of teams for Aaron Rodgers if that's the way they want to go about it if the Steelers would be interested and could they put together a package is the question well the one thing they can do is they have the cap space I mean they have as much or more cap space right now for next year than any team in the league you know would a team like the Eagles that has a bunch of multiple picks or Miami would they be attractive spots for Rodgers Who's to say? Maybe Hertz or Tua is a star by then or a disaster by then. I mean, um, I'm going to have to think about that. I mean, of course, the Steelers came to mind immediately. I mean, because I knew I'm going to get asked about it all week. Uh, Carolina. I mean, there's a lot of spots where I could see it working out. And you would think the Packers would rather send him to the AFC, too. So I think that really helps those teams. I think so. Denver's the obvious one to me, though. Yeah, they still are. And for Denver, you know, they they get to... I think we already know and have our idea, but they get the final answers on Drew Locke. And if that season goes a certain way for the Broncos, I think that would make that uh, much easier for them to say, all right, let's do this. What's it going to take? Let's go. Yeah, unless they land some other superstar quarterback. That's true. Yeah, and uh, (laughs) there is another superstar quarterback that is now in camp as well. And according to reports, Deshaun Watson with still dealing with a ton of stuff for him. and, And it's not certain that he's actually going to be playing any or at all for any team or especially the Texans and his wish to be traded has not changed. But according to Josina Anderson, as far as the Deshaun Watson case, my understanding based on conversations with uh, people in the league is that there's fact finding and monitor mode still going on with the NFL. And Josina was told before the weekend that NFL prefers to wait for official findings from authorities in Texas before delivering its own determination on Deshaun Watson Quote, they'll not do anything before that, a source told them prior to the decision of Watson to show up for training camp. And apparently Watson is, and I've heard this termed as not a holdout, but a hold in, where Deshaun Watson reporting to the Texans camp to avoid being fined $50,000 per day, but his trade requests remain in effect with the source saying nothing has changed in that regard, according to Adam Schefter. And I don't think it sounds like he's like, I don't understand how you show up, but still don't do anything because it doesn't sound like he's going to play or practice for the Texans. Yeah. I mean, I get that he shows up because he can't, he doesn't want to pay the fines, you know, and that's, that's a new CBA thing. It used to be, we'll waive all the fines that you held out. Well, you're not allowed to do that anymore. So these people can show up, but how awkward is it? Like, what's he doing? You know, I, I always think about that and kind of laugh to myself about it. Like, is he in the quarterback meeting room with Tyrod and the youngsters? And is he saying anything? Is he sitting in the corner? Does he ever get out of his car all day? Like, what do you do? You know, like, <laughs> is he part of the team at all? I mean, I very much believe that he will not play again for the Texans. Um, there have been no criminal charges, but there's all these things still floating and nothing seems to be happening quickly with that. Um I don't know what to make of it. I do think he will be traded if I had to put a chip down. I do think he will not play for the Texans again. But I guess this is at least progress. 
some progress that that's the sides are at least in the same facility right you right, there's right, at least right. a conversation or something there uh, that some kind of thing can be figured out and it's just so much more difficult with watson because of the legal stuff um i, I just don't know what to think about what a team could potentially give up and be willing to give up right now, not knowing those things. And the Texans, mm-hmm. I would assume, aren't asking less than they would have in January before all this came down. So to me, Watson still can't go anywhere. So he's either going to play for the Texans or not play at all and get suspended and still not play at all. So he's not playing anyway, right? Yeah, like he still right. can't play as far as I can tell. I mean, the two teams that I think come to mind are, again, Denver, who we kind of alluded to. They could send them lock and picks or whatever, or certain, or, you know, they could send them stuff. I mean, I could see a package being made there easily. And maybe they they keep Bridgewater in the meantime and just say, Watson's a Bronco. We stand by him. We did our background on him. We think he's a good human being. We'll see what happens in the meantime. Teddy's our starter. I understand. I can understand that. And then the Eagles are the other one that keeps coming to mind, too, is the blurb I read was – the Texans would be willing to deal Deshaun Watson for three first round picks. Well, Philly has two and a half, three, depending on whatever happens with Wentz, but they could give the two that they already have and their next one. But that's a tough sell to the fan base and particularly the women. And, you know, yeah. he's going to be the new franchise face or uh, maybe you don't send them hurts or you do send them hurts. I mean, I'm just talking football, but, that's a tough sell. As far as the legal stuff, uh, according to Pro Football Talk, Watson's attorney, Rusty Harden, says that 10 criminal complaints are now pending against Deshaun Watson, including two from women who haven't sued him. So I think a lot of those are not criminal cases, but they are, um, I don't know. The, the, the legal yeah. stuff is just like every time you, you read it, it's like it makes less and less sense. But it's it's been very it's quiet for a long time, which makes me think there's a lot of negotiations going on with things. Um, and an apparent effort to get the Texans to be more reasonable in their trade expectations. So I don't really get how that works. That that makes zero sense. That, that tweet from Pro Football Talk and uh, Mike Florio, a former lawyer, he says, the criminal complaints are now pending against Watson in an apparent effort to get the Texans to be more reasonable in their trade expectations. I don't Can you reread that? that? I, mean, I don't quite understand that either. <laughs> so here it is. Here's the whole tweet from... The whole thing confuses me a lot. It's crazy. Uh, so yeah. attorney Rusty Harden says that 10 criminal complaints are now pending against Deshaun Watson in an apparent effort to get the Texans to be more reasonable in their trade expectations. How do okay. those two things go together at all? Yeah, I was going to say why is that? Or maybe maybe what he's saying is that Watson's attorney is just letting the teams know what the score is legally, what's going on, so that they can feel more comfortable in in what the trade, what the football stuff maybe, is going okay. to be. You know, maybe maybe that transparency of what we know. Yes, maybe if that's you're what willing to at. invest in my client. I'm telling you everything I know. Okay, and, and here we go. Pro I, football. I'll buy that. Pro Football Talk has uh, another tweet here that's connected to it. It says, broader point, Harden has at all times insisted on Watson's innocence. Today's comments show that this is a complex process that won't be easily resolved. The Texans' trade demands, however, are what they would have been without these various pending claims. So it's clear as mud. That, like this, uh, that yeah, didn't right. help at all. Uh, apologies. I'm um, more confused now, Yeah. But- the, we, I have no idea. That That's the bottom line there. I had no idea. The, if I had to guess... 
Watson's not playing for anybody because that's right. really the only path that this could lead to right now. But he's in camp. Um, sometimes, though, just doing this as long as I have, when there starts to be more blurbs and more smoke, even though it's more confusing, maybe a conclusion is near. You know, just uh, people behind the scenes are rumbling and trying to get stuff out there now, mm-hmm. thinking that we might have a conclusion to this sooner than later, where before it was just hanging out there. Because, you know, as we, as with the theme of the show, with camp opening and the season right around the corner, things start happening a little quicker. Bottom line is, if Deshaun Watson is guilty of these things, of being a sexual predator, and, and, and it's, I can't see a team trading for him. And right. he's going to get hit hard by the league. And I've heard the Eagles, too, as being maybe a team that's interested, but you're definitely not trading for him right now. Just There's no way. There's no way, unless you're, your people have a real good feel for this thing and think that he'll be innocent on all charges, or it'll be something that just kind of, uh, not get swept under the rug, but gets, uh, I don't even know what the right yeah, word and is. I don't know it doesn't how, look as bad as it does now. Even with this, like at some point the league is going to have to do something because they can't allow him to play with this going on, even if he decides no, right. to play for the Texans. When and there's been a lot of suspensions without any kind of proof. Yeah, when there's cr- criminal complaints, there's a bunch of civil lawsuits out there, and those things aren't going to be finished soon. I'm sure that'll go even through the entire season. So the NFL can't wait for all of that to play out in court before they figure out what's going on and what mm-hmm. to do, right? I mean, if I'm the Eagles in particular, I'm going to be first in line when I have answers, and I'm going to be talking to Houston every step of the way. But in the meantime... I'll see what Jalen Hurts can do, and that pick could be very, very early, and that might be Spencer Rattler, and maybe you don't want Watson anymore. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. So, no ending inside to that situation. Even though now we do have an ending inside to the Aaron Rodgers situation. So, yeah. uh, some things getting a little bit clear as teams start training camp. We've got some new contracts to talk about. Maybe the two biggest stories of the whole offseason. Right? Yes. And uh, what's going on with Michael Thomas next? Get in on some extra action at betonline.ag like odds for which wide receiver will lead the league in receiving yards this season. Stephon Diggs, the odds on favorite to lead the league in receiving yards at 8-1. to one. Calvin Ridley, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins right behind them. Got some younger players coming up with A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf and Brown's new teammate in Julio Jones. Maybe some better odds down the list a little bit for C.D. Lamb, the up-and-comer rookie from last year. Justin Jefferson at 14-1. to Lamb is 33-1. to Brandon Ayuk, 66-1. to Kind of like that. Get those bigger, deeper odds for some of these really talented wide receivers in the NFL. Who's your favorite to lead the league in receiving yards in 2021? You can find those odds at betonline.ag, just like you can with quarterbacks and passing yard leaders or rookies of the year, Super Bowl winners, win totals for your favorite NFL team. Go to betonline.ag and use promo code Locked On. Receive your 50% welcome Bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code locked on at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Matt. Michael Thomas, have you seen the 
official timeline of what this is supposed to be. And this is an odd one because this is usually bad news If because most players get stuff cleaned up and a lot of times you don't even hear about it. There was the Tom Brady stuff uh, that he was playing with, what was it, uh, a sprained MCL or something and got some cleanup work done, you know, in, in the springtime or in the wintertime just after the Super Bowl. But Michael Thomas had surgery in June. That's not good. That puts his timeline to start the season very much in doubt and almost most likely he won't start the season for the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, yeah. My dad asked me yesterday, he's like, well, why would they have a surgery in June? Why didn't they just do it immediately when the season ended? Well, I think they thought that it would get better through rehab. And again, injuries and lawyer stuff is back to back are two of my biggest weaknesses as a podcast host. Because I mean, I don't know what's going on with this guy's ankle and I can't fix it. But you have seen this before. And it's really actually very similar to what happened to David DeCastro, from what I understand. Played with it all last year, wasn't himself, kept going, kept going, uh, th- thought the ankle would improve, gets to the point where it doesn't look like, you know, that surgery is now the only answer. And I, from what I've seen, and don't quote me here, but I think most people expect Thomas to miss the first six weeks or so of the season and obviously he's a really good player who was not himself, but if Traquan Smith's your number one receiver, I mean, like their wideouts there are bad. Ted Ginn retired. Yeah. Right. And the fact that we'd even be talking about Ted Ginn as someone they might need to play uh, a role with the new Orleans saints. Um, yeah. There's bad news at the cornerback position as well. Patrick Robinson might start next to rookie Paulson Adebo, the third round pick with, um, Marshawn Lattimore's situation off the field. So the cornerback spot, Brian Poole, they just signed me to play some nickelback for them now. But um, there's uh, they lost. Uh, who'd they lose off the defensive line? I'm blanking on right now. Signed Sheldon Rankins is gone. Uh, Onyamata's got a suspension. You no, know, that's yeah. That was the other uh, one. Onyamata and Hendrickson signed up. Bengals, yeah. you know, right. So and yeah. they had to cut a lot of guys. I mean, even like the Jared Cooks of the world, and they haven't brought any any draft picks. Haven't even mentioned there's going to be a new quarterback or quarterbacks. So quick fantasy nugget: Does this help Kamara? I've heard a lot of people say Kamara's now going to catch twenty more passes than he would before. It's a bad combination of, but the offense might be terrible. Yeah, so less just less offensive possessions. And maybe not a good quarterback. I mean, if Taysom Hill is in there, you could probably see a lot of stuff that is dialed up for Kamara. But Jameis Winston wouldn't seem like a good fit for Kamara being more productive than he had been under Drew Brees. But now that might force the issue and they just have to run the offense through Kamara. And it's not up to, you know, the decisions the quarterback makes. It's just predetermined. We're going to Kamara here and we're going to throw him screens and we're going to split him out. and, And yeah, because that's how the offense has to run, which might, you know, put him in jeopardy of touching the ball too many times and getting hurt. And if he does, you got Traquan Smith and what Marcus Callaway, uh, Deontay Harris, who's the starting wide receiver next to Traquan right. Smith. Right, right. I mean, I think Troutman could be a breakout guy, but there you go. Um, I, I guess Kamara, his numbers when Thomas was out last year were remarkable, from what I understand. And we you know we had Matt Harmon on. I, I was excited about Thomas as more of an intermediate to deep receiver with Winston maybe throwing him the ball. But even when he comes back, if it's week four, week five, week six, is it going to look like last year fighting through a bad ankle? Or, you know, this is this isn't good. This is not good at all. It could be a very ugly start for the New Orleans Saints. But uh, I'm glad you brought up Troutman. That is 
it's definitely somebody I'm targeting in all my fantasy leagues as my backup tight end, and he's someone that could absolutely be a huge breakout in that offense this year. Yeah, I like him a lot. He's already a good blocker. He's a plus athlete. You know, Jared Cook's out of the way. Good player. They traded up for him. They like him a lot. Yeah, I think he has a bright future. And look, if Michael Thomas was slant boy and he's the guy you wanted to get the ball to between the numbers, there's that's Troutman's targets right there. That's all you needed sure, for, a, sure. for a huge spike in targets for him. Yeah, I agree. How about this one out of Washington? Uh, young, monstrous off uh, defensive line brewing there. Uh, this could be a really good team defensively because of what they're doing up front in Washington. And now they've re-signed the elder statesman there at only 26 years old and Jonathan Allen. $72 million contract over four years. $30 million signing bonus. Big money for Jonathan Allen inside who's just been really good and, and quietly good. Doesn't really get talked about uh, much on the national level for how good of a player he's been since he entered the league for Washington. Yeah, a great player in the making, to be very honest with you. And he was awesome at Bama, first-round pick. First, I think, of many first-round picks, including Payne and Sweat and, of course, Chase Young and these guys. And that defensive front is unbelievably nasty. I think it's a great message to send to those other guys I mentioned that you keep doing it. We're going to invest in you guys. You know, I mean, that doesn't mean they can re-sign all of them. And I'm sure Chase Young will never, ever leave if they keep you know, on the trajectory he's on. But you said it really well. I mean, Allen does not get talked about as the one of the better defensive tackles in the league. But I bet if I were doing that list right now, he'd be in my top 10 with the arrow pointing up. And that's a pretty deep group around the league right now. How about another defensive line note? This one surprised the heck out of me. Uh, all pro pass rusher, according to ESPN's Jeremy Fowler. Chandler Jones requested a trade from the Arizona Cardinals this offseason, per sources. Jones has been unhappy with his contract and a future with the team. Cardinals don't want to trade him and expect him to report to camp, but certainly a situation to watch. So we'll make sure Chandler Jones does report to Arizona Cardinals camp, but apparently he asked for a trade that did not happen. Uh, and they've spent a lot of money and brought in some other big names, but didn't pay him. I wonder if that's what he's upset about. I would imagine, you know, I mean, there's been a lot around him and as opposed to him looking at it, uh, boy, I get the team with you know, JJ Watt and these two athletic linebackers behind me and all this stuff can, how about me, you know, and not the best timing on it coming off an injured year, but I mentioned, you know, top lists. One after, I guess, the 2019 season, I did a list of the top edge guys, and, and that's an extremely deep group, and it was the hardest, extremely hard list to, to make, but he was number one for me at that point. I mean, I, I thought last we saw him, which seems like a long time ago, he was pretty awesome. So I think there would be a major market for him, and I'm, I'm just kind of spitballing here. What about – Dallas, Minnesota, the Chargers, um, Carolina, maybe Atlanta could sure use them. I mean, some of these teams don't have much to give back. Uh, what about like a Zaven Howard for Chandler Jones type of swap or Ooh. New England calls them back or, you know, I mean, I could the, the Jets. I mean, that just going on and on off the top of my head. I think a lot of teams could use Chandler Jones. Yeah, actually, NFC East, looking at the Jets, uh, Miami, too. And uh, yeah, the yeah. Miami, Miami coaching staff, some of them coached Chandler Jones in New England, right? Yeah, yeah, there's an overlap there. I and think. that's definitely the huge style. need for them. Jones going in the last year of his contract, I'm sure he's not upset about the $20 million he's going to make this year. It's that he hasn't gotten a new deal yet for next year. This sounds like more of just a last-ditch effort. Hey, let's see if I can get myself my next big contract right now Maybe. while I'm still 31. Before I go into the last year of this deal, I would expect him to show up to camp, as the Cardinals do. 
Mm-hmm. And the more I think about it from a Cardinals perspective, some teams don't negotiate during the year, but if, if they are one of them that does, or you do it right before the season, but you watch them for all camp or right around November and he's tearing up the league, maybe you extend them then, you know, I mean, it, I would not be anxious to get rid of Chandler Jones. Last story here before we go, and we did a pretty good job of fitting in a bunch of big stories that could have gone a lot Yeah, there's longer. a lot more we'll t- chat about this week. Uh, there's so many, but Joe Burrow, uh, it's only going to be I nine. I see this. It's going to be nine months after his ACL tear when the season begins. And according to the coaching staff there in Cincinnati, he's probably not going to do much in this offseason uh, in pre- preparation to be ready to go in week one. But he has been cleared. And according to Ian Rappaport, Joe Burrow will be on the field healthy when training camp begins. And he's not going to go on the NFI list, the non-football injury list, the, the pup list or any of those. He's going to be on the roster and ready to go and will probably not get touched at all in training camp or the preseason but that puts him in line very quickly after that acl injury ahead of schedule to be ready to go for week one good news yeah i mean i i, I hadn't seen that um i was hoping it wasn't something bad when you said oh no it's joe burrow news so <laughs> i guess that's encouraging i'm sure everyone would be a lot more comfortable if they got to see him but i wonder across the league how many stud quarterbacks are going to play in the preseason i bet not all that many I wonder that because do teams play, and I think we talked about this a little bit with the three preseason games, do teams play as if there's no fourth preseason game or do they play like there's no first preseason game? Because usually, you know, they play one series in the first, like, you know, the the veteran quarterback with the starter will play one series in the first game and then get out of there. Then the second game, maybe play a quarter. Then the third game is the one where they might play most of the first half. And then the fourth game, everybody sits and it's just, you know, everybody fighting for that last roster spot for the entire game. So I wonder how much uh, those starting quarterbacks will play around the league. Will it be more like they play week one, week two preseason, then skip that third week where they play a lot, and then it goes into the week four preseason in the third week this year, and you see all the young guys play and all the guys fight it out for the last spot and just to try to keep guys ready and healthy for the regular season with an extra game to play? Or do they try to ramp ramp it up quicker? So that'll be very interesting to see how teams play it. And I think it'll be a little bit different as teams try to figure this out. And then everybody will realize, oh, that's the right way to do it. And then we'll see more of a, you know, league-wide situation like we had before. We kind of knew how things were going to go snap-wise for veterans going into the preseason. My hunch is the last preseason game, whether they had five of them, six of them, two of them, three of them, whatever, would be the total scrub bowl. You know, just mm-hmm. the last guys fighting for roster. because, And then the game before that would be the ones that you play – the closest to your best group, you know, your A unit, just in case somebody does something small, they get two weeks to rest before yes. the opener. But it still wouldn't shock me. Again, I mean, I'll, the the Bens and Bradys and those guys that are entrenched, they might not take a snap in the preseason. They that might not at all. at all. Yeah, and some of those yeah. teams with Mahomes, and you know, some of those teams with rookies like the 49ers and the Bears, they might just Lovely. throw their rookie yeah. out there a lot and not let the right. veteran play hardly at all. Yeah, I mean, those situations they'll play, and the Daniel Joneses of the world will right. play a lot, but I'm not playing Dak Prescott, no. and, you know. it'll Yeah, and they, you want to ramp up slow, so basically it comes down to that second preseason game where they get a little bit of playing time, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. I think so. All right, good stuff. Cool. We're out of time here. Welcome back, Matt. It's nice to chat at you. Did so much happen since we talked last, whatever it was, Wednesday sure or Thursday. Uh, I know I, I listened to your pod with... 
Ross Jackson. So thanks to Ross for filling in. And I enjoyed hearing you guys talk about that Fred Warner deal, which, of course, the timing was going to happen the moment I literally he signed his contract (laughs) 10 minutes after I had started driving out of town. Although uh, I was able to record our little locked on now because I did have some birdies whispering that that deal was imminent. So I recorded a little thing for the network for the social media department before I left town and only took about 15 minutes after that for the deal to actually get done. So I'm glad I, uh, I got that. And I guess my sources are strong so I can roll with them. A little bit more and try to try to beat Schefter some news next time. Wow, impressive. Yeah. You're the insider. I like it. Love it. Okay. Uh good stuff, Matt. Great chatting with you again. We'll be back tomorrow. Twitter Tuesday. Get those questions in to me and Matt at BD Peacock and at Williamson NFL.